This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, it's Jay Zawoski. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the I'm Fat Podcast. Before we begin, wanted to let everybody know about my new Blackhawks book coming out on November 10th. It's called The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the Chicago Blackhawks. The forward is written by David Boland, the hero of the 2013 Stanley Cup Final. If you're interested in getting a copy, it's available at all traditional booksellers, but I encourage you to support local bookshops, especially in this difficult time. Go to bookshop.org or bookiesbookstores.com to order your copy of The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the Chicago Blackhawks by me, Jay Zawoski, out November 10th from Triumph Books. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out of the mist came a beast more stomach than man. <laughs> Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. And Jay, it's been a busy week for the fat community. A lot of stuff going on, so we have a bunch to get to today. There's a ton going on. It's it, it we keep getting teased, by the way, with fat weather. Then we get hit with an 85 degree day, which mm-hmm. is just inexcusable. I'm I'm not right. And and it seems like, and it hasn't happened to us this year. But it's the day we plan on, like, let's go apple picking. And I'm going to wear, like, a flannel shirt, and I'm going to wear my jeans and my boots, and it's going to be 7 million degrees. There's going to be a zillion uh, bees flying around. There's going to be children running unsupervised. I'm going to spend $70 on three pounds of apples. That's basically how a day like today sort of feels that way. That it's seemed like, oh, oddly specific. I We're not doing it. <laughs> we, keep, we keep talking about potentially going apple picking. And I don't know, man, the bees are so out of control this year. I don't know what it is. They are every freaking where. And I know they're not bees. I think they're yellow jackets or whatever they are. But they're just insatiable. They're everywhere. As soon as you bring food outside, they're on top of you. Uh, you might as well have a beard of bees at that point. But anyway, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. You can follow us on all the social medias at I'm Fat Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're on Patreon at I'm Fat Pod. So you can get in there. You can get that 30% off coupon to our T Public store all the time. But thanks to everybody who jumped on that sale we had this week. More of that to come down the road. There's going to be different promotions every month and hopefully some new designs soon. I need to get some inspiration. I need to get some new thoughts. But we got the French fry bag design, the pizza bag, the 0.0 marathon, and of course, the traditional I'm Fat podcast logo. But a bunch of people jumped on and uh, participated in our T Public sale. So thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, Rick, it's just... Uh, it's it's time for cold weather. I'm ready. Let's go. I, I keep craving chili, but I just can't get the weather right to have it. I know. For me, it has to be like 55 or lower to even consider chili. But then when you'd really dip below 50 with a little bit of wind going, that is that is peak chili weather. 
I, yeah. I, yeah, I can't wait for chilly weather. And then for me, it even has to be colder to be soup weather. Because, like I've said before, I just I don't do soup unless it's cold out. One more th- one thing I thought of with the bees, though, is I figured you would be very comfortable around Yellow Jackets, considering your guy, your one basketball player that you've ever loved, Jarrett Jack, is a Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket. He is my favorite and only Yellow Jacket that I will tolerate. Fair enough. That's my guy. Uh, by the way, speaking of, of the, the weather last night was absolutely wonderful it was yes, cool it was. it was breezy uh it was my friend brian's birthday i talk about brian on the podcast all the time so we had a little social distance outdoor viewing of jurassic park then they hooked up uh, my buddy micah brought over his xbox 360 and all of his rock band equipment so we, we, <laughs> That's oh awesome. man it was awesome and addy was so into it she was loving it but here's the story so for brian's birthday brian is um he's our jack of all trades friends like if we need something done if we need something fixed he's the guy who's going to know how to do it and have the tools to do it so he's tough to buy for he know he's he's got he's got a lot of interest but like he's got everything he needs so we bought brian some fancy smoker wood for his smoker like some craft smoker wood and then i got him an i'm fat podcast t-shirt of the pizza bag and then um so we bring the gift there we're sitting around a table we got may's barbecue from homewood which is absolutely awesome actually it's hazel crest but it was delicious a uh, great hot link there by the way rick um so it's time to open the presents brian opens his present and out comes a nerf target like a toy like a target for nerf guns and he's like cool and i look at Addie, i go addy that was your friend dewan's present you brought the wrong bag to dewan's house earlier today <laughs> <laughs> so we have to text dewan's mom like hey um I know your son got a bag of wood and an I'm fat podcast t-shirt for his birthday from Addie. Yeah. She brought over the wrong bag. So we'll be, <laughs> we'll be fixing that problem. Oh my today. God. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like, Oh, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to imagine the scenario of, okay. Um, wow. What were they thinking when they bought this? Right. He just opens it up and the curb music starts playing. <laughs> well, they have, so they've been having campfires in their yard. So maybe they thought, okay, this is for our campfires or whatever. And Addie thought he would like some wood for the campfire, whatever. But then the MFAB podcast t-shirt, they're like, oh, okay. Okay. And Dewan's like tall, but he's not fat at all, but he could probably fit into a larger, extra large shirt, which is what we got for Brian. Just the confusion. So hope like halfway through, you know, this is probably nine thirty by the time the g- the gifts are opened, and she sends a text. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. And he brought over the wrong bag. And Brian's like, you know, I don't mind the Nerf target. It's pretty cool. So uh, yeah, that was. Oh my god, the the wood is enough. But the I'm Fat podcast T-shirt to not know what that is. Right. I don't think Dewan's parents have any idea who I am or what I do or that I do this podcast. And to, to pick that shirt up and hold it up and be like. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so what ridiculous. The hell is this? <laughs> Just amazing. I thought I've I've never seen Hope laugh as hard as I saw her laugh. She was had tears in her eyes. She was like doing the silent laugh like that. Yep. Where it's so it's you're laughing so hard that nothing can come out. Yes. So she immediately texts Dewan's mom like, uh, if you're confused, here's what happened. <laughs> So it's so good. Eight fifteen this morning, Dewan's at the door. Like, where's my real ass present? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, crisis averted. Uh, Dewan got his Nerf target, and everybody's happy. But oh my god, what a mo- that was so funny! That's I'll never incredible. 
Yeah. Oh my God, that's great. Yeah, if only there was a camera there for when he opened that present. <laughs> oh my God. Just the visual of him holding up the shirt and then probably like turning it to his parents for some sort of explanation. Right, just be like, I don't know. And, and then politely searching for some sort of, maybe, I I don't know. I don't know what lie as a parent you come up with at that point, aside from this can't be the right gift. Right. But then if you say that, and it is, it's then worse. there's no going back from that, right? <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Uh, that was really great. Oh, so that made my night. I, I have to I have to get at you now because this is something that demands early attention in the podcast okay. of I'm scrolling through Twitter on my account and <laughs> I see you put, post a video from the podcast account and it's you admitting that the Popeyes mashed potatoes are better than the KFC mashed potatoes that you have had. You have put the KFC mashed potatoes on a pedestal. I did. And now they have been knocked off the pedestal. Well, here's the sad part. And I think the rest of America is realizing this. There's no reason to go to KFC anymore. It's true. Popeyes is just better all around. So I told you, whenever me and Addie, whenever Hope works at night, and it's just me and Addie for dinner, she will ask for Popeyes every time. It is her favorite. She loves the chicken sandwich. So... I'm like, you know, we can't like we can't just do this every week. It's not no. There's no way we're having Popeyes every week. It's not good for you. Like I I have a responsibility as a parent to not give my child fried chicken five times a month. That, right, that's you know what, what I mean? pizza's for. <laughs> it's healthy because it's got tomatoes on it. Right. Um and as you said yesterday, the blooming onion, healthy because it's a vegetable. Yes. Um but everything was crowded and we had no inspiration. I'm like, fine, let's just go. But this is the last time for a while we're going to Popeye's. So she got the chicken sandwich. I got the three piece with a side of mashed potatoes. And I'm like, make them large so me and Addie can have them. So they upgraded that. Um, that Cajun gravy mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah. And, and what I've realized about KFC is that a lot of their stuff is it's not I don't know. I don't know if this is true, but it doesn't feel natural, right? Like their mashed potatoes don't feel like potatoes that have been mashed. Mm-hmm. Their gravy does not feel like gravy that's been made out of a stock or whatever. It feels kind of not chemically, but very, very processed. The gravy at, at Popeye's has little pieces of chicken in it. Like you could tell it's been actually made or at least appear to be made from an actual food product. And man, I, I, when I really like something, I'll eat it just incredibly fast. And I had to stop myself from eating the entire freaking tub of Popeye's mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because I always get the fries. Like when I go, what my normal order is, I've said many times on this podcast, is the number seven, which is the five strips uh, with fries and a Dr. Pepper, and I get an extra biscuit. So the next time I go... I will have to make sure I get the mashed potatoes because it's just like I know I've had them before, but it's just been so long that yeah. I just I don't have a tangible memory of, of the of the taste. Well, and I, I got them because we were getting it for dinner. So and typically when I drive through, I'm, I'm like you or I'll get if I drive through for lunch, I'm getting the tenders and I'm getting some fries or whatever. Um, the tenders are a little the the, the texture of the tenders is a little strange or kind of like pounded thin. 
which I'm not a huge fan of. That's why I've kind of been going with the chicken sandwich or the bone-in chicken lately. Mm-hmm. But um, but man, I so I got them because we I got the mashed potatoes because we were having dinner, and they were amazing. And I don't know the last time I had them or if I just forgotten, or maybe there's a possibility I've never had them before. But the, it was absolutely terrific. So now. The one thing KFC had going for it, and I still like KFC, it's fine, but the one thing they had going for them over Popeye's was the mashed potatoes. No longer. Uh, Popeye's is the new king of mashed potatoes. And just chicken restaurants in general. Right. So isn't there another like Popeye's-related story that we have to get to? Yes, and we missed this last week. We had so much to get to last week. Popeye's, this is from Eater, which is a great website, obviously, Popeye's quietly debuts chocolate-filled beignets nationwide release to follow. No bad words in that sentence. Zero. So uh, I think everyone who listens to this knows what a beignet is, but a beignet is like a soft pastry covered in powdered sugar, sometimes chocolate-filled, sometimes not. Popeye's is blessing the world by filling them with chocolate. Um, here, they're, they're in the Boston area right now. So if you're in Boston and you're listening... Check it out and give us a full review. So fried to order, which is huge because they're going to be fresh. Right. They come in three, six, and 12-piece options for $199, $399, and $749, respectively. $749 for 12 beignets is an awesome deal. Yes, it is. I cannot wait for this. So there's no real timeline, in this story at least, on when uh, they'll be opening nationwide. But as they always do, as restaurants always do, they sort of test market these things. See how they go. Uh, I'm sure they're going to go over huge. I cannot wait for this. I have had the best beignets in the world where everyone agrees at um, Cafe Du Monde in mm-hmm. New Orleans. And they are the hype is real. They are oh, absolutely yeah. incredible. Uh, I, I want to see how Popeye's comes up with beignets. You know what else has really great beignets? Hmm. Uh, Chuck Southern Comforts Cafe. I still haven't had them from there because like, yeah, like. Um, I've been to Cafe Du Monde as well and was completely head over heels for them. Uh, almost literally because I was like leaning back in a chair and almost lost my balance. Uh, but <laughs> which at that point, uh, my soon to be wife and her parents were, were looking at me like, you big, big idiot. When I when I you know, like you have that like where your body goes stiff when you're like, oh, God, when you're about to fall out, of, like lose your balance in a chair. Yep. I had that moment. Uh, but yeah, those beignets, God, are they incredible? They're so good. And there's a scene if you've never seen. So part of the experience of Cafe Du Monde too is the it's like a, it's kind of hard to describe. It's like an outdoor, indoor, mm-hmm. like a cafeteria feel to it. So the vibe of the place is awesome. And speaking of vibes, when I went to Cafe Du Monde, it was me and Matt Spiegel. Oh, so two fat guys in our glory. No one to judge how many we ordered. Right. It was just like. Let's do this. We, we got and I think it was like 1 a.m. when we tried it. We were nice. down there for the Super Bowl uh, and just said, we've got to try this place. It is the place we actually walked there from God knows where we were. But, dude, that is a memory I'll never forget. And I was not a coffee drinker at the time. So now I need to go back because I guess their coffee is really great, too. So I need to go back and have the beignets and coffee combo. Yeah. But, and then and then you can get the uh, the coffee to bring home, too. Yeah, I see they like, sell it in stores, but I wonder if it's the same if it's like, the same thing. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I know we uh, when we were down there, we got some of it, but I'm not a coffee drinker and I don't know that they ever actually made it. So I don't know hmm. if you know, 
let us know. I'mFatPod at gmail.com or any of our socials at I'mFatPod. So, Jay, I had a trek this week that I was not planning on. Uh-oh. In my building. So it's it's an 11-floor building. I'm on the 7th floor. And... You know, we have two elevators. One of them is out of order at the moment, so we, but we still have the one, which is fine. You might have to wait a little bit longer, but it's no big deal. So I'm... I don't like where this is headed. No, <laughs> you shouldn't, and I didn't. So I go outside for to get my lunch because I door-dashed uh, Fry the Coop because we have almost nothing in our condo, and my car was in the shop. So... I go out there and I come back in and I see that the elevator that is not working is up to a different floor because the elevator people are there. So I hit the button and it it lit up and everything. So clearly it recognized that I hit the button and the elevator was sitting at the lobby where I was and it just didn't open up and it didn't open up. And I was there for maybe five minutes just waiting to see if it'll open up and periodically hitting the button. (laughs) Someone else came in that had just recently had a knee replacement. So, like, the stairs were not an option for for her. And she was on the 10th floor. So that wasn't going to happen. And I'm just waiting there. And I have this food. And there's no place really downstairs in the (laughs) lobby area to eat eat there's no comfortable place to do that so my in my head the clock is running because i have this food but also my legs are saying no we're not doing this no but another couple minutes go by and i have to bite the bullet and i have to go to the stairwell where there's also just like no ventilation at all so it is stuffy in there And I have to walk my fat ass up seven (laughs) flights of stairs. How many stairs is a flight in your place? Like 10? Um, yeah. uh, Yeah, probably about 10. Okay. And now, but it turns? Yeah. Yeah, The turns are what get you. The turns are what get you. Seriously. It was was like like running gassers in football when you had to go back and forth. It was a turnaround that got you more than the running. Absolutely. So I get to about the third floor and I am at this point just drenched in sweat because it's also just like, uh, what was that Thursday? Wasn't that when it started to get warm again or either way, it was a warm day. So then it just being that stuffy in the stairwell too, along with me not, you know, exercising ever really just combined for a mass sweat experience. So by the time I got upstairs, I was the only one home. I, I, bring the shades down completely even though i'm on the seventh floor and nobody could see me anyway if they wanted to the shirt comes off the shorts come off i eat my fry the coop in my underwear at my desk in the refrigerator in the refrigerator (laughs) and then i go take a shower because i needed to take another shower even though i had just showered like an hour before because i was a mess oh that's the worst that's the worst and i picture uh, we typically don't get political on this podcast, but the image of Donald Trump trying to catch his breath after going up the stairs after getting on the helicopter. Yes. He's like, <laughs> don't look out of breath. <sighs> like, I've been there. Yep. I, know, I don't have COVID, but I know that feeling of like, I can't let everyone around me know that I'm out of breath because everyone else just did the same thing I did and they're not out of breath. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, I feel your pain. Uh, this happened to me. Fortunately, I was going down the stairs instead of up. Thank God. Um, the score is a union shop or IBEW union shop, and I'm the steward, um, which means that I forward emails. Um, so I went on the we were on the 14th floor meeting with our union lawyers, and the meeting ended, and I got locked out. Like I walked out into the. It must have been the. Um, well, it was a stairwell, and there was no way back in, and everyone sort of went the other way. So I was knocking, 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 but it was a weekend, so everybody had left. So I'm like, crap. I went down 14 flights of stairs. And again, Whoa. down is not hard on the breath. Like, I was fine as, as in terms of, like, endurance went. Yeah. But my knees, like mm-hmm. the muscles, my thigh muscles above my knees for, like, a week were killing me. Like, screaming. Because I was also trying to get down kind of quickly. So people weren't like, where's Jay? Where did Jay go? <laughs> so I, I was sort of, I had to fight the embarrassment factor of the whole thing, too. That was, and I was wearing flip-flops, which was absolutely oh, a horrible decision. Yeah. But oh, that, I would I would trade that a thousand times before going up seven flights of stairs. Yeah, that's that's just also not ideal. Can well, I get, Rick, yeah. when you took your shower... Yes, I'm sure you uh, you helped yourself with a little Dr. Squatch and, and everything was fixed immediately. Oh, absolutely. It was the eucalyptus Greek yogurt that just put me right back into where I needed to be. It will always do that. Dr. Squatch, natural soap company made in the USA, handmade in the USA, uh, always makes you feel refreshed. No matter what you were doing before today, I used a cool, fresh aloe and my entire basement smells like it. And it's absolutely amazing. I'm somewhat sexually attracted to myself because of how I smell today. So if you're into that sort of thing, uh, you know, go for it. New scent coming out. Last month was the Chalky Milk for October. The Drunken Pumpkin. Patchouli Clove Guayac Wood, which I had to look up. I don't know how to say Guayac. Guayac Wood creates a musky, spicy bourbon scent. I ordered three thick bricks for myself. They're on their way. I'll have a full review, hopefully, by next podcast. But man, Rick, the Dr. Squatch in my house, it is used in every shower. We have two showers. There's probably five bars running simultaneously at all times between me and my wife and my daughter. Everybody in the Zawaski house loves Dr. Squatch. The hair care products are great. Uh, I bought myself the three wide soap saver so I can rotate, you know, different one every shower. And I have loved that because I can switch between the exfoliating and the moisturizing and the little bit in between. I love Dr. Squatch. I am a Dr. Squatch evangelist, and if you try it, you will too. So go to drsquatch.com at checkout. Enter that promo code I'm Fat 20 You'll save 20% on your order and help the podcast at the same time. That's drsquatch.com, promo code I'm Fat 20 I promise you. This is the Jay Zawoski I'm Fat Podcast guarantee. If you order Dr. Squatch, you will be a subscriber for life. Invest in yourself. Invest in your skin and your health. Get yourself some thick bricks from our friends at Dr. Squatch. Join Squatch Nation. Promo code I'm Fat 20. So, Jay, I think we have to give a congratulations out to 747. Uh, you yes. ask, what is 747? Well, if you listened last week, you may know 747 seemed like it was the uh, the lead contender to win the Fat Bear Week bracket. Mm-hmm. And it did. It took down Chunk. In the final, I thought it might have been a little bit of, of poor form to do a truffle shuffle after the win, but you know what? <laughs> hey, seven four seven, you did it. You get you get to do whatever you damn well please after that win. Congratulations! I'm gonna think what seven four seven wants to do after win the win is nothing. 
just sit around and eat more salmon. That's yes. it. That's all Fat Bear 747 is interested in. Uh, I love Fat Bear Week. I, I, I just, you know, I feel connected to the Bear Kingdom. I don't know why. Just kind of their whole general vibe of like, all right, I'm pretty mellow most of the time. But if you if you cross me, I'll kill you. Um, you know, I always say like for my you've seen me with I have a very like long fuse. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the fuse is a very big bomb. Yes. <laughs> I think that I compare to a bear that way where I'm generally pretty fat and docile and lazy. Um, but there is that there is that Neanderthal gene in me, as Doug Buffone called it every now and again. But, man, I love Fat Bear Week. And that's why we used for our T Public sale last week. The code was Fat Bear. And uh, people loved it. It was great. So we'll have to come up with another creative uh, promo code for next time. But Fat Bear Week is great. How many more rounds are there now? Or is it totally one? Did 747 win the whole thing? It won the whole thing. Oh, nice. Yes, it should have. That's the one I saw that when I saw the picture, like, contender. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) See, I thought you related to the bears because of, you know, percent of your body that's covered by hair. That, too. That, too. I'm no Mitch Rosen, but I'm... I'm a true I'm pretty hairy man. Do you know that about Mitch? Yes. Human Brillo. <laughs> Is that why he has all the Kooji sweaters? <laughs> it's probably like a bitch taking it off would be like Velcro. <laughs> He's got to wear. Maybe, oh, maybe. Could you imagine the static cling? I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay. Yeah, it's probably. I can't. Probably I'm so the- traumatized from. <laughs> why have I seen my boss shirtless so many times? Oh, really? That's wow. what happens at Scorehouse. These are the things that actually happen at Scorehouse. Okay. We all see Mitch in a towel. Enjoy that? No. <laughs> I prefer to not. <laughs> yeah, going to Arizona is great, but I trade it all to not see that. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Oh, my God. Can I give a, a, a viewing recommendation for everybody? Yes. So I was looking for things this week to uh, to watch on Netflix and I found the American Barbecue Showdown. Ooh. It is awesome. It's like, it's eight episodes. It, they're about 40 minutes a pop. And I don't know how to, it's just like pleasant. It's a competition <laughs> show. And they're cooking great looking food. And they go into a lot of details of how they make it. And their thought process behind the dishes, like a lot of stuff. But it's. You know, everybody more or less gets along. Yeah, and that's nice. Yeah, and it's just it's just like a competition show that doesn't feel really contrived. And they concept. Yeah, right? And they have a bunch of different like ways they can cook their barbecue like they uh depending on whatever the challenge is, like they could have a big smoker, a smaller smoker, a, a traditional grill, a green egg, like, you know, a bunch of different stuff. And it's a bunch of people from, like, different parts of a lot of them are from the South because, you know, obviously barbecue. But, bam, it was just, like, a really fun watch. And I think my favorite part is one of the judges is, like, two of the judges are competition cooks or competition barbecuers. And okay. one and um, Melissa Cookston is the uh, – there's, there's, like, two hosts and then there's um, – a guy and a girl that are the, basically the analysts. And Melissa Cookston is the female analyst. And the best part about her is she's nice to everybody, but she can she has no poker face. So oh. when she, so, so when someone says, oh, I'm doing this, this, and this, and I'm doing it this way, 
her face will just like turn. She'll be like, okay, well do your thing. Good luck. And then like, they'll get three steps away. And, and like a couple times she's literally like this person's screwed. It's just like (laughs) how blunt she is, is completely fantastic. And I love it. All right. I just added it to my uh, rotation. We are, uh, this is not fat related, but it's, uh, um, you know, binging television related Fargo season three, the one with Ewan McGregor, it ended a while ago, but we just never got around to finishing it. And we are at the last episode. Man, I love that show. Have you watched Fargo at all? Any of I the haven't. three seasons? Actually, it's season four. The reason we're watching season three is because season four started already with Chris Rock. And I and part of that was filmed in Blue Island. So I want to watch that. So sometimes like season one and two, you could watch them independently, but they did tie together. So I want to make sure that I'm not. Season three seems to have no connection to season one or two so far. I'm at the last episode. I don't don't think there's going to be, but I didn't want to miss something. Mm-hmm. Should there be a connection? But man, is it good! And he plays. Um, I know I'm talking about a show like three years old, but whatever. Ewan McGregor plays two versions of twin brothers, so he's oh. playing two roles, and it's awesome. It's such a good show, and it takes a while to get going to get the story moving, but once it gets going. There are so many twists and turns and awesome scenes. I cannot wait for that. We're going to watch the finale tonight. I can't wait. And then I'm going to start watching this barbecue show because I need something after Fargo. I need a bit of a palate cleanser because it's intense. Like there's a lot of uh, twists and turns and, you know, you're trying to connect all these dots and I need something I sort of turn off my brain and watch. So I will watch that. I also the new season of Chef Show um, is out with Jon Favreau and uh, Chef Roy. And it's really, really good. I love that show. Um, I could just watch I, I, cooking shows are great because it just makes you appreciate how artistic it is, mm-hmm. the work that's put into these foods and how important it is to these people. And what I like about the chef show is they're not always making this like things I'm never going to try. Right. Like one episode they were making um, like homemade potato chips and they were making dumplings and they're like they're making things that I'm going to eat that I'm going to try. I think the first episode and correct me if I'm wrong, if you've seen this, it doesn't matter, but. One of the first episodes was them just making grilled cheese, making like nice. gourmet grilled cheese. And it was amazing. So two guys that love cooking. If you don't know the story, when John Favreau was in the movie Chef, he insisted on learning how to actually become a chef. So he went to chef school and got trained. So when he had these scenes, it would people who knew what they were doing watching the movie would say he's not faking it. He actually knows what he's doing. Um, and I think Roy Choi was a big part of his training there. So those two have obviously become friends. The The movie Chef is based off Roy Choi. Um, and then these two have now gotten together for the Chef Show, which is a cooking show. So it's awesome. We've showed Addie the movie Chef, and she loved it. Um, so she's in on all the cooking shows. She likes the, the British baking show. And um, but she's into some other crazy. She's watching Dancing with the Stars. And ooh, there's some bad stuff she watches. But mm. for the most part, yeah. she's a pretty good media consumer. All right, I have two more little things here, Rick. Okay. Um, big news for Southsiders. If you are um, a St. Rita alumni or from the area around 75th and Western, Fat Johnny's Famous Red Hots, they've been there forever. It is a Chicago institution. It's in Chicago lawn, technically. Um, they, His daughter, Fat Johnny's daughter, has opened a mobile Fat Johnny's stand at 107th and Ridgeland. So I believe that side of the road would be Chicago Ridge. It's right next to the PK's convenience store. 
if you're familiar with Jack and Pat's, it's kitty corner to Jack and Pat's. Jack and Pat's is an old traditional Irish butcher shop, which is awesome. I went in there yesterday and got two porterhouse uh, steak burgers that I'm going to make for lunch today. Um, and then right kitty corner, Fat Johnny's daughter has set up a hot dog stand, and it's the same stuff, but it's cash only. So if you're a Fat Johnny's fan and you've moved away from that area around 75th and Western, if you're in like the Oaklawn, Chicago Ridge area, 107th and Ridgeland at uh, PK's Convenience Store, you can go find Fat Johnny's hot dogs there. And Rick, uh, mm-hmm. I think you saw this week that I was in a car accident picking up copies of my book. Got in a three-car accident uh, driving from the publisher to uh, the Blackhawks training facility. I was going to drop off some promotional bookmarks at the training facility. Got in an accident. Everything's fine. We're all fine. The car's a little dinged up, but the guy's insurance is going to take care of it. Um, but after all, something like that happens, we're like, screw this. We're going to go have an amazing dinner. So I told you before, we went to Five Robinitos in Pilsen mm-hmm. a while back. We went there again. And the first time you go to a New Mexican place, you kind of keep it simple. You try the tacos. You try the, you know, I, I think Hope had um, uh, maybe fajitas or something like that. I got the goat barbacoa. Dude, this was among the best things I've ever eaten in my life. Wow. It was amazing. And I think part of it was like how stressed out I was and I just needed something good in my life. It was like the right food at the right time for me. But, oh, my God, it's at the address is 1758 West 18th Street. So it's in Pilsen. It was the goat barbacoa was honestly one of the best meals I've ever had. I'm pulling up their uh, their menu here. It's the goat adobo barbacoa, avocado, tomatillo, cilantro, salsa, cruda, and uh, a rose Mexicano. The tortillas were like made two minutes before they hit my table. That's how it felt. It was just incredible. And then Hope got the ahogada torta, which is golden pork carnitas, roasted tomato, arbol chili broth, beans, and pickled onions. So it's a halved uh, torta served like – so it's a, a torta is like a, um oval-shaped bread. They half it, and then they stick the flat ends of the halves, like where they cut the sandwich in half. They put it face down in the broth. Oh, my God. Two of the greatest menu th- items I've ever tr- tried. Uh, f- five Rabanitos or Cinco Rabanitos. I don't know what they actually call it. But again, 1758 West 18th Street in Pilsen. This is real Pilsen. This is not uh, hipster gentrific- gentrif- gentrified Pilsen. This is real ass Pilsen. And then a couple steps down, we went to an unnamed uh, Palatas place. And it was delicious. So made the best of a crappy day uh, at, at Five Rabanitos. I r- highly recommend that place. And what was the other thing I had to get to? I think that's actually it. I think I'm I'm good as far as our general topics go. You have anything to add before Ask a Fat here? I do. Uh, if you're in the Lake Zurich area and you know Phase Three Brewing, I saw a story in the Daily Herald. They have collabed with the Affy Tapple people to make an Affy Tapple beer. Yes, that is a bright golden ale. That's got hints of apple and caramel and peanuts. So let's put it this way. I am so in on Affy Tapple Sands Nuts that I will give this beer a try, even knowing it'll have some peanut flavor, just, just to try it. Like well, I've, a lot I've, of beers I've, that, yeah, I've always, beers have a nutty flavor to them. Though. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, 
I've always said I will try things. And this is an example of that. So people can get off my back about my GD peanut thing. <laughs> At least for they shouldn't. a week. I guess. I suppose. We all have the things we don't like. But your peanut butter one is just the weirdest to me. But hey. That's fair. To, to each their own. All right. Let's get to those Ask a Fat questions. Ask a Fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. First Ask a Fat question slash comment comes from our friend Richard. He says, I guess you could say I'm a transitioning fat or an almost former fat, a quitter, a salad eating a-hole. When I used to go to the doctor's office for a physical or any type of checkup, I would always fear one thing, my doctor discussing my weight. It wasn't like I was delusional. I knew I was a big dude. The absolute talking down to was hard to get through, especially when I put on 15 to 20 pounds in between visits. How do you guys deal with this always awkward conversation with your personal physician? If there's anyone who hates the fat, it's a young and in shape doctor. Richard signs off saying whoppers over Big Macs. Richard, man, he could he could not be more right about the young fit doctor just having zero empathy and all the disgust for fats. <laughs> now, I do the very healthy thing, and I mean that in the most sarcastic way possible of I just don't really go to the doctor very often. Well, that's that's the science. If yeah. you don't if I'm not if I'm not diagnosed with anything, I don't have it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a newer revelation in this country, but it ends up working out. And uh, yeah, so I'm not as fat as I probably actually am because I haven't gone to the doctor and stepped on a scale. Right. You and can't prove it. There's no chance I could have diabetes either. No, there's no paper trail. Right. Yeah, you're fine. You're you are a normie in, in the eyes of the medical community. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my I have the same thing. Uh, where I get freaked out going to the doctor, uh, just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know why they call it like white coat syndrome, but I have found that having fat doctors is helpful. Uh, that's what I've done. Um, I will not name my doctor because she's female, but she is a little on the larger side. Um, I also prefer female doctors. I don't know if that's a weird thing, but it's more mm-hmm. of a, I think I'm more willing to listen to like a motherly uh, advice than a luxury advice that yeah. I think I get from a lot of male doctors. I also feel like female doctors are a little more invested. That's just kind of my experience where I had this male doctor for years and I went to him for five or six years, like the whole time we lived in Lamont and then in Payless still. And every time I went and he called me Jim and my name is James. Yeah. Right. But I said like, I'm Jay. Everybody calls me Jay. Oh, right, right, right. Every time I went there, he would call me Jim. And I'm like, you clearly don't think about me when I'm not here, right? Like I walk in, you're like, oh, I recognize you. Let me look at your chart. Okay, yeah, fine, right? Yeah. I want someone to actually like give a crap. So my new doctor I really, really like and my um, endocrinologist I love too. They're both great. Um, but what I do is if I know I have a doctor's appointment, I'll try to be good leading up to it. Like I'll take a couple days off. I'll eat a little bit better um, and... Yeah, that'll That's make kinda, up for the other months. Well, it's for my, it, I know it doesn't. Like, <laughs> logically know. and scientifically, I know it doesn't work that way, but it just makes me feel better. But whenever I go in, the first thing the nurse does is take your blood pressure. I'm like, it's going to be high. She's like, why do you say that? I go, because every time I come to a doctor's office, I get nervous. They take my blood pressure and it's high. I go, give me five minutes to just like settle in here on the table. And I promise you, you'll take it again and it will be normal. 
So, okay, fine. So they take it. They mark down the high number. Then inevitably, you know, ask the questions, talk a little bit, take it again. Totally normal. It happens to me hmm. every time. But what I the the beauty part is after I go to the doctor and they t- and they don't necessarily tell me I'm dying, I reward myself with a horrible meal. That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I do. Like, OK, all right. <sighs> Got out of the doctor alive. I'm not. They didn't immediately put me in a room. Let's go to Long John Silver's. There you go. By the way, if anybody has any recommendations in the like Lombard-ish area for a doctor, you know, it's like a generic personal physician, whatever, uh, DM those to me at Rixie Camp on Twitter or put them in the, uh, or at I'm Fat Pod. Either way, I'll look at it because this shows how long it's been since I've moved to Lombard. I have not gone to the doctor, so I don't really have a doctor at the moment. I don't. Rick, I wouldn't feel bad about that. I have to go because I'm diabetic and I need to get my medicines approved. So after a certain amount of time, they're like, we're not approving your refill until you come see us. Yep. So they forced me to go. And I and it's good. It's good that they do that because then I can adjust my medication and get things at work. And that's why I've had, you know, some people have seen me and say, like, wow, you've lost a lot of weight. Yes, it's one of my medications is helping me lose weight. So had I not gone to the doctor, I would not have gotten that. Yada, yada, yada. Um. A while back, what year were the Saints in the Super Bowl? Oh, whatever it was, it was that was a long time ago. Like nine, I was oh, nine or ten. Yeah, I thought I, I literally thought I was having a heart attack. I was in my seat and like got super short of breath, and I almost fainted, and like I, my chest got like real tight, and I was like, you know, I was sitting in my chair watching that Super Bowl. So I ended up going to the hospital. They ran some tests. Everything was fine. I have this thing. It's called vessel vagal synapse, where it's like a neurological thing. Um, and now I know when I feel it coming on, I know how to prevent it. I just got to clench my butt cheeks. Mm-hmm. That's the doctor advice I got. Oh, Long story short. Wait, is that I had the, the, the vagal nerve, like the big nerve that comes down from your brain? Is that? Yeah. Pu- yeah. Okay. My brother has something kind of associated. Yeah. So uh, now I know how to prevent it. I haven't had it probably in six years or so. Um, long story short, though, for a while, just to make sure everything was okay, I had a cardiologist, and he was a fat. He looked like Homer Simpson, man. He had, like, the male pattern baldness, the <laughs> 5 o'clock shadow. He was a good, like, 290, 300, okay. and he was, like, 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, so oh. this was a, a legit fat dude, and I'm like, I like you because I know – that you're not judging me. He's like, I'm not judging you. He's like, I have my own cardiologist. I am one and I have one. Like, look, man, you and I are, <laughs> you know. So I, it was nice to have that connection with like, okay, you're not going to be, oh, here comes Tubby again. Why don't you just get in shape? Because like getting real, the reason I eat is it's a coping mechanism. Some people smoke. Some people drink. Some people do drugs. I use it. Food is my vice. That is my vice. Mm-hmm. And uh, for people like me and Rick and a lot of our listeners, it just happens that our vice is visible. You can see what our vice is by looking at us. Uh, If someone's doing cocaine or is so high they can't see, you don't necessarily see that when you're walking past them on the street. So, um, you know, and it was it was nice to have a doctor that understands that he wasn't happy with it and he warned against it. But at least there wasn't that level of judgment there from him. So that that was helpful. All right, this question from our guy at McRibLove on Twitter. Ah, yes. I've heard you refer to fans of the podcast as P1s. What does that mean? My local sports station has always used that moniker for their loyal listeners. Yes. Do you want to explain that? 
Yeah, so a P1 is when you go to your presets on your radio in your car, P1 is preset one. So in theory, it's the station that you listen to the most. So we call P1s people that are always going to listen, always listen to the podcast. If it's, you know, when we're working on the radio are like, that's their default station to go to. So P1 preset one, because it's your number, at least from listening slash viewing habits is your number one thing that you're, uh, that you're checking out. Yeah, that is a bit of an inside radio thing, but now that you know that, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like when I saw the question, I was like, oh, yeah. Like for us, it's like, yeah, that just makes sense because of this. But people don't think that same way because they don't have to. So, yeah. So, no, P1 is a very good thing and something that we very much appreciate that we have P1s, so many of them, and how fiercely loyal all of you are. So we greatly, greatly appreciate you. I guess you'd call it podcast one in the podcast world. Yeah. The one that's always, you know, you get your notifications for, you listen to it as soon as it's out. I've got a couple of those, but I know we got a lot of, because it's funny, we'll publish a podcast Mm -hmm. and I'll start getting like tweets and texts as people are listening in real time. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? I just published that. I said that 25 minutes ago. How would you hear that already? Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, how, and we appreciate the listenership. It's really, since we have moved, and it was great at the score, too, but since we've moved from the score to uh, independent, man, the, the reaction's been huge, and uh, we greatly appreciate it. All right, I got a question here from Ryan. He says, hello, gents. I saw today that Romeo Cornell is now the oldest head coach in NFL history. He's also quite a fat. Please rank the all-time fat NFL coaches. Bill Parcells and Andy Reid are clearly the Washington and Lincoln, <laughs> but who rounds yes. out Mount Lunchmore of fat <laughs> NFL coaches? <laughs> now, I have an issue with Bill Parcells. Really? Okay? Bill Parcells is doughy. He's not super fat. Okay. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like he's, yes. You look at him, and he's, he's a fat guy. He's got love handles, all those things, you know, but he's not gargantuan fat guy and i think like the nickname of tuna which is maybe the worst possible nickname you could have yes oh my god that's horrible um but i guess because of what he's accomplished he does get his place on mount lunchmore as they call it or mount fatmore as we call it so, uh, are, so well, Bill, are, are we saying it's best fat coaches or the fattest coaches i'm going fattest yeah because like and then if we're going are we going NFL or just football coaches? Because if we're going football coaches, Mark Mangino is up there. He says NFL coaches. Oh, okay. So I'm going. Hmm. Now, this guy was shown, n- never shown to see this coach, but he was shown during the Bears game on Thursday. Abe Gibran, the big, fat, sweaty Bears coach, who is never talked about in the lore of Bears coaches because he was a bad coach. But if you've ever watched like the old NFL films, he's the one that's singing Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Oh, okay. That dude is a fat old fatty McFatterson. <laughs> like he is, he has the waddle. He's got the, uh, the, the hair, you know, the, the male pattern baldness. Mm-hmm. That is a true, true fat guy. Uh, and uh, th- that's my he's on my uh, Mount Lunchmore for sure. Um, Andy does it Reed, have to course. be? A, does it have to be a head coach? Because I mean, I really want to put Bob Wiley up there. 
Oh, Bob Wiley deserves that. He didn't say head coaches and NFL coaches. NFL coaches. Okay, Bob Wiley's on there. When you say hut in your stomach moves, <laughs> that gets you on there. All right, so I've got eight, I've got Andy Reid, Abe Gibran, Bob Wiley. Mike McCarthy? Ooh, McCarthy's yeah. a decent. Uh, he's I more saw, face fat. I don't like him either. Yeah, Maybe. there's that. Oh, uh, what about uh, what's his nuts in uh, Detroit? Oh, uh, Matt Patricia? The soon to be fired Matt Patricia. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> get him on there while you can. Yeah, I don't like him either. Oh, yeah. John Madden. John Madden's oh, a yeah. great fat. Of course. All right, that's mine. Yes. I I mean, so I would imagine Wiley, Madden, and Reed are on yours. Is there someone we're missing? Ooh, what about Wade Phillips? Oh, Wade Phillips is pretty good. Yeah. He's a doughy fella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think, uh, yeah, I like having Wade Phillips needs representation because he's really good on Twitter, too. Now what we need is a Photoshop person to create our Mount Lunchmore of NFL coaches for our Instagram stories that we do every week. Ooh, that'd so, be good. So get on that. I'm fatpot at gmail.com. Do, get, <laughs> do our work for us, jerks. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. I, I have no ability to do such a thing. I found a great, by the way, black and white of Abe Gibbon that would fit perfectly on the left side of Mount Fatmore. Oh, by the way, I, I Google searched fattest NFL coaches ever. And even though he didn't coach in the NFL, Mark Mangino is still the first result. <laughs> Is he alive? I know that's mean and morbid, but is he alive? I think so. I mean, he's he is the closest to like human, like baby, like baby shape of yeah. any adult I've ever seen. Oh, Mark Mangino. He is still alive, according to uh, wow, sixty four. Okay, good for him. They overcame in. Boy, I mean, that is a giant man. Boy, the the they went with about as nice of a picture as they could find on Wikipedia too. And I keep moving, keep scrolling. Oh, oh my it's, lord, is it not good? Is wow. he looking? You know what? I'm seeing a picture here of him. Where is this? This is, looks somewhat recent. I think he's lost some. He's lost some lbs. Hard not to. Which is good for him. Yes, good for him. No shame in that at all. Um. We forgot to mention the hottest thing on the internet this week, the fatification of NFL players and coaches. <laughs> yes, we did. That's Which so amazing. Good. I tweeted out and Instagrammed out the Mitch Trubisky and Mitch Fo- and uh, Nick Foles. Yes. Fattenings. But man, there have been some awesome ones. The uh, Gardner Minshew one is so over the top that it might be my favorite. And uh, I'll just say this. J.J. Watt could cover the Bears for the Tribune. <laughs> Yes, he could very easily, mm-hmm. very, very easily and do it pretty well at that. But yeah, there's so there's so, you know, I mean, really what it comes down to is they've made fun of us for so long that I'm pretty sure they just hate us because they ain't us at this point. I mean, that's a given. I put it on our um, I'm Fat Podcast Instagram stories, so hopefully it's not gone. But if, it's not, if the account that has it on instagram nfl memes underscore ig so they've got all the fat coaches uh, another really good one is the christian mccaffrey mm-hmm. yes and then that the ben good. roethlisberger i think that's just a picture of ben yeah no ben roethlisberger's <laughs> kind of especially by current nfl player standards kind of a tubby yeah yeah oh these are so good um the uh why am i blanking on the jets quarterback's name sam darnold sam darnold yes that one's really good and the cleo mack one is funny too because he's got a big chubby face and i just want to pinch the cheeks (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Fat Gruden. Fat Gruden is great too. He just looks like uh, Frank Caliendo. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think I think my two favorites are Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. Yes, the Lamar Jackson one is great too. Yeah, because he's got the right sunglasses now. and stuff too. That's so good. Oh, I love it. Check oh, those out so if you have not seen those. They are great. Yeah, they're they're awesome. I'll I'll try to capture some and share them on the Instagram account too. Uh, your turn for a question, yeah. right? Yeah, I got okay. one more. This right. is from our guy Rush Schneider, unofficial podcast producer. You're now in charge of a fast food chain. Congrats. Which one do you choose? And what changes are you making immediately? Oh, I like this. I am my mind immediately went to Oh, wait. Hmm. Apparently you got yours. You got yours. I was debating because my initial thought is like my favorite is Culver's, but I don't know what I would change there. So I'm, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to take charge of Wendy's. Okay. And I'm changing their fries. Their fries are out immediately. We're going in a different direction because what do none of your main big boy fast food chains have? Um, in terms of the fry realm, onion rings, crinkle fries, but they suck. Oh yeah. Crinkle fries. None have crinkle fries or you try and get some, if you want to stay now, I don't know if that fits kind of the, the, what Wendy's is doing. Maybe they try and go tots and do tots better than Sonic. So then there is literally no reason to go to Sonic. I think that crinkle fries would work at Wendy's. I'm trying to think of like, when I think of the goat crinkle fry, it's Portillo's, right? So I think that that would work. I think crinkle cut fries and Wendy's would go well together. Yeah. I like, I don't, all you have to do at Wendy's is change the fries. That's all you have to do. Really? And you're the champ. Really? Of the, of the burger chains, mm-hmm. if they had good fries, they'd be the champ. They're, they're right there. If nothing else, they are right there with Culver's. In terms of national, they are the top. In terms of even counting regional, then you have to fight with Culver's a little bit. But, man, like All right. th- that's, then that puts them neck and neck to me. Well, that was my first instinct was to change uh, the fries at Wendy's. But then my mind went a little deeper and slightly more political. I'm going to change Chick-fil-A. And make it welcoming to everyone. How about that? That's a, see. I thought you were going to go to Taco Bell and get everything back that you lost. Uh, I you know what? I can just replace my textures at Taco Bell. I want Chick Fil A to be a place that's inclusive for everybody. So that's what I would do. I would buy. I would be the new owner of Chick Fil A. I would change my policies. I would uh, give money to the right people and may, let everybody know that no matter who you are and who you love, you are welcome at Chick Fil A. That's good. Yeah. All right, I've got one more here from James. He says, I love that you gents are in agreement on Browns being the best. I wish there were more in the area where he lives. He says, there's been some discussion that the quality of KFC never recovered after the ban on hydrogenated oils and trans fats went into law. Have either of you heard of this theory impacting KFC? I have not heard that, but it makes perfect sense. Yes. And the other thing with that is, is there's been a clear decline in the quality of Twinkies over the last, what, 10 years or so? Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same reason. Twinkies are now a lot more, I guess the word would be like mealy, where it's they're drier, they're not as moist yes. as they used to be. Because every time I get a Twinkie now, I'm like, that was disappointing. It wasn't what I remember. And what's the other one, Rick, that's 
another hostess cake. It's chocolate cream and chocolate sandwich, and it's got uh, chocolate cake bread, but no frosting on it. The, the Suzy Q? Yes, Suzy Q's. Same thing. Yes. So unless the chocolate is covered, unless the cake is covered in chocolate like a ho-ho, that the cake part of it dries out, and I think the hydrogenated, hydrogenated oils and trans fats helped prevent that back in the day. But now that I can't use those, there has been a decline in those two products in my mind. Yeah, that's a great call because I know that I've kind of gone away from those. I used to be as big a fan of the Susie Q as anybody, but yeah. now I go to the more traditional. I'll go to the ho-ho. I'll go to the cupcake or whatever. You know, I'll, I'll lean towards those now over a Susie Q. So it's pretty much just which shape do I want my cake and, and cream filling. Uh, and I'm choosing a different shape now than I used to because of having the chocolate layer on top. I saw a great meme on, I think it was the I'm Fat Podcast fans page. You know, the very famous Leonardo DiCaprio scene from uh, Django where he's like laughing and yes. holding a drink. It said something like uh, it's it's almost a uh, little Debbie Christmas tree season. And it's him. It's him. But he's made fat like the NFL coaches. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then um, Borat, by the way, if you haven't seen the new trailer for the Borat movie that's coming out, he says he's buying a fat suit and he says, I will take this to be a fat like a like American man. So Borat has used the term a fat. It's coming around, Rick. Yeah. Making an impact in the world. Absolutely. I mean, if I mean, if we're going to make an impact, Borat is the perfect person to try and, and push the narrative. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm there for that movie, by the way. Oh, me too. That yeah, that I, that hits me right in the nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, I know it got played out because everyone was running around just like my wife. And Rick and I still do that because oh, we don't care all the time. But I know it got played out, but I think it came back at the perfect time. It's back at the perfect time. I think it's going to be Amazon Prime, like the end of this month. So we got that coming out. We've got the Mandalorian coming out. All kinds of good stuff coming out at the end of this month. I cannot wait. I'm yeah. there. Like as soon as I, I'm like, uh, I saw the trailer came out. I'm like, this is going to be half-assed and not funny. And the trailer was hilarious. So I'm in. I'm in on Borat. Let's go. Me too. He might be. Is he one of the favorite normies of this podcast? Probably. Uh, I would say so. By the way, who was telling this story? It might have been Bernstein told the story of how. Sasha Baron Cohen does not wash that costume. Ew. And when he knows he's going to be Borat, he won't shower for three or four days. So when people are around him, they're getting the experience of not just like the psychological what's happening to this guy, but when your senses are bombarded with odors of a stinky suit or a stinky human being, your mind's like, this is not a trick, right? Oh, yeah. You're like, this is real. Like, this is a real guy. If you, if you don't recognize Borat, I can't imagine many people don't, but right. there are some. Your mind's telling you, this is a real person. I'm not, like, on a camera show. I'm not being duped or whatever. If the smell is there and the whole, you know, sensory experience of that is there for you, you're more likely to believe it. And I think that's part of why it works. That's, like, that's like true character acting, right? Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, that's not going yeah, to bathe or wash the suit. Yeah, that's like the guy f who was uh, supposed to play Cam Newton in practice also getting COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that's commitment. 
Right. That's commitment to the bit. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I know. Well, that's as good a place as any to end this one. So, remind me. What? We're going to have our Ask a Fat show this week. Yes. Um, so, fill the mailbag. I'm fatpot at gmail.com. You know where to find us Facebook, Twitter, all those places. I'm going to, Rick, for my book, I uh, to just in- incentivize people to order my signed book, I went and bought a bunch of hockey cards from the 90s. Okay. In my hand is a 1990 Topps Hockey Wax Pack. In the Wax Pack is a piece of gum. On the next (laughs) hot mic (laughs) feedback episode, I'm going to eat a 30-year-old piece of Topps gum for everybody. That's amazing. Just to see how it goes. So make sure you download the Hot Mic app. Use that promo code I'm Fat when you sign up, and we'll give you all the information on how you can watch us do our feedback episode live at some point this week at the Blackhawks stop doing dumb crap. <laughs> you mentioned Bernstein. You know what actually happened this week with him? What? He finally followed the podcast account on I Twitter. Saw that, yes. And I think <laughs> so part of it too is I got a DM yesterday on the I'm Fat Podcast Instagram from Jason Bernstein, Dan's son. He was the one who shared the fat uh, quarterbacks and coaches meme with me. Oh, that's awesome. And I think Dan told him to do it. Like, I don't know how to use Instagram. You do this, but uh yeah, oh my God. I just can't stop looking at these quarterbacks. It's amazing. It it really is good. All right. On that note, we're gonna get out of here. We will talk to you later this week. Follow us everywhere at I'm Fat Pod, I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com, the Patreon, the T public page, and always the basics. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That helps us move up in rankings so that we get more, you know, more visibility around the whole podcast world so that more people can learn about us and this podcast and you and fat culture and fat stuff and as always to make yourself smell better so that you don't fit the stereotype that those people probably think about fat people before they listen to the podcast dr squatch promo code i'm fat 20 all right he's jay i'm rick and this is the i'm fat podcast all right i think we got a lot accomplished here today It's time for some straight talk. Tax returns could look a little different this year. So when the big carriers start trying to get you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, get our unlimited plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune into Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart and Walmart.com. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com.